0: Hello everybody, welcome to the Pro Football Show for this Monday, April 6th. Hope this uh, podcast is showing, uh, finding you in good health, safe, same with your family. We know it is getting uh, a stretch on here where it's going to get even more difficult. It's been a frustrating, scary time in our country and apparently the news Medical experts suggest that it's going to get even worse. So, certainly wish everybody uh, all the best in terms of health, and let's pay attention to what everyone is asking of us, and hopefully we can get through it. Um, I want to remind you of a couple of things. Um, this podcast brought to you by our great friends at 401k Generation. If you got a business and wish to set up a 401k for your employees, for example, if you left a job and say you had a 401k and you wish to roll it over to an IRA, just two examples of maybe some of the needs you might have. You just want to get a better feel for the market in today's situation, and what does this mean? Give them a call. That's what they're here for. That's what they can help you with. And Here's the best part. They're licensed in all 50 states so they can help you regardless of which state you're listening to this podcast from. So give them a call. Give them a text. Either way, tell them that we sent you. 1-866-998-5879. Eddie Rojas and his crew at 401k Generation, the best in financial planning, financial services. 1-866-998-5879. One eight six six nine nine eight five eight seven nine. Also, check out LandryFootball.com for all the latest news around the league, inside information, as well as draft boards, free agent boards, scouting reports. We got it all for you over at LandryFootball.com. We're getting ready for the draft, I'm doing my work for NFL teams. And certainly here to provide you all the latest information there. And you can do it by going to Landry Football's conference call, by getting all um, the podcasts here every day. Uh, You can check out what we've got for you, this podcast, the college podcast. Reminder that you're missing a whole lot of draft information if you're not listening to the college podcast every day. So uh, we've got that for you. But over at LandryFootball.com. It's where you can get the detailed information from around the world of college football, the NFL, more than we're able to give you here. So check it out, LandryFootball.com today. Take advantage of the scouting season offer. Less than $5 a month. You're going to absolutely love it. Like having your own scouting department at your disposal for less than a magazine subscription. So check all that out today. And if we can help you promote your business, Absolutely, we'd love to do that. Contact us, LandryFootball.com. Contact Chris and let me know. We will absolutely um, help you with that and uh, get you involved with us. All right, so we're going to get into – talk about a couple of outstanding defensive backs, a good running back, Xavier McKinney, C.J. Henderson, DeAndre Swift, the running back of Georgia, Kenneth Murray, the linebacker of Oklahoma. We're going to give you some draft from Scowl scouting reports on them, as well as take a look at some of the NFC North teams, all of the NFC North teams, not some of them. What are you thinking? Uh, All of them. We'll talk about the Bears. We'll talk about the Lions and the Packers and the Vikings, and we'll kind of look at what they've done to this point and what they need to do as we get into the next phrase, draft preparation, take care of team needs analysis, so we've got it all for you. So, The biggest news over the weekend, pardon me, came from, so on Saturday, the President Donald Trump had a conference call with all the major sports commissioners to discuss the latest goings on uh, with the coronavirus and its impact on sports. (sighs) Donald Trump not only believes the NFL season should start on time, but that Americans will be able to attend sporting events by August or September. It's unclear, though, if the medical experts agree with this forecast. Uh, Given that we're months away from kickoff, it's easy to say. You remember he said that uh, we'd be together for, you know, Easter Sunday. And, of course, that's not going to happen. In the end, he's certainly going to do what's right by the medical experts. They're going to make that decision or guide the decision. So we'll see. We'll see if the NFL can stay on schedule. Certainly, they have done that with free agency and with the draft. Those are things that they can manipulate without personal conduct or contact. Now, we know that there has been a lot of frustration and still continues to be a lot of frustration with the draft preparation and how it um, has impeded the evaluation process. But, you know, everything has stayed on schedule, and we'll we'll get that draft done in a couple of weeks, and then it's off to see where we are, if there's any possibility of getting any interaction down the road with OTAs or if we can head towards training camp being uh, on time. Certainly um, off-season interaction and teaching is something that is going to and continue to be looked at as it's being utilized in the college game right now in the spring. So we'll keep you up to date on that look. Uh, that is something that's going to come uh, down from uh, higher uh, than the sports world. Some free agent news uh, around the weekend, kind of on the slow front. Um, the Jets, a couple of news there. Um, Quincy Inugua. Uh, the latest words are, is, um, is a big question moving forward. Probably would be uh, the, the number three receiver in the slot guy, but the latest from the Jets talking with them, they're not really sure that he's going to be available. looks like they're, <clears throat> pardon me, keeping towards, uh, they're leaning towards keeping Brian Winters as their right guard. Um, it made plenty of moves on the offensive line in free agency despite missing on Jack Conklin they went uh for a number of guys in George Fant and Van Roten and Connor McGovern so also keeping Alex Lewis so all got versatility so uh they would probably line up Fant Lewis McGovern Van Roten and uh Idoga uh left to right if that were to play out right now uh over in Minnesota They're looking to try to expand the role of our Smith in the offense. They feel like, um, you know, he flashed as a rookie, and with Stefan Diggs gone, um, uh, you know, he's he's likely to open up behind Kyle Rudolph. So we'll see how this will go and how they plan to use him in the offense. I'm told that in San Francisco, Matt Breda isn't a lock to make the roster. They tendered him at the second round level, increasing his base salary to $3.3 million. Despite that, none of the money is guaranteed. Barely used on third down, um, um, barely used down the stretch last year. And they're committed to keeping Jarrett McKinnon. So after restructuring, he's still. So we'll see how that will play out. Also, and Clowney, as we have mentioned quite a bit over at LandryFootball.com his Lord is asking price, to around $17 million a year after starting at about $20 million. Resigning with Seattle remains one of his options, but the Seahawks may be willing to pay more in the 14 to $15 million av- uh, average a year um, uh, uh, you know, end of it. But taking a physical – is a big important part of that, and that's held, holding that back, as well as the numbers. I do know that the Browns had some interest in Clowney. They were willing to offer more money than other teams, but um, but nothing got done. It looks like they've moved on from them. They signed Adrian Kleber, and they can still clear cap room to do it. I just don't uh, know that that's that they're thinking about that at this point. The Chiefs have yet to make an offer to Chris Jones, the franchise tag Chris Jones, of course, they're looking to keep him, not trade him. So it's not a unique Nindapoi situation. Uh, they're in talks with Jones, but no offers have been made to this point. Probably a long ways away. Patrick Mahomes in for an extension. So getting Jones in could be tough. See how that will play out. It's not a done deal that he's going to be a chief down the road just for one year we know for certain. In Tampa, Bucs' second year wide receiver Scott Miller expects to compete for the number three receiving role. He was limited to just 10 games as a rookie before landing on IR with a hamstring injury. With Brashad Perriman gone, it's clearer clear path to targets behind Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. So he's uh, <clears throat> got some Julian Edelman type scout to his game in the slot option <clears throat> for Tom Brady. So we'll see how that plays out. In Cleveland, again, Kevin Stefanski, the new head coach, um, says that Jarvis Landry's hip is on track with his rehab. It's two months into a six- and eight-month timetable after the February labrum surgery, so he's been set back free in his recovery and progressing on schedule. Questionable for training camp. Hopefully, he'll be ready for the start of the season. Some draft news. Um, The Dolphins are a little bit split in their draft room with regard to or in their draft discussions as they've been knocked out of the draft room. Uh, they've been split, Tua, Justin Herbert. Certainly, it makes sense to create a air of confusion as to what you're thinking, but certainly there is some legitimacy to the fact that while some are enamored with Tua's ability as a leader, as the thrower. They are concerned, of course, about his durability. And that is quite the opposite of what just Justin Herbert is. Justin's been very effective as a in terms of accuracy, in terms of size, not the type of fanfare, nor has he been as effective without the weapons around him as Oregon's not had the type the weapons that an LSU or certainly an Alabama has had So let's stay tuned. Uh, much may be um, whether they're willing to move up or able to move up or stay where they are. going to be fun to see, but certainly we know quarterback is on their mind. The Patriots also looking at some quarterbacks, and they do have some interest, I know, maybe down the road. And Florida international quarterback James Morgan, we've talked about him. If you uh, are a member of LandryFootball.com, you know all about him and you know about what we think about him, you certainly know where he fits on the draft board. Uh, He is a guy that's been woefully inaccurate, but he's someone that it flashes and feels like he's a guy that is most intriguing as one of these late-round guys that people may take a flyer on. Uh, The Patriots had a teleconference with him over the weekend. The Cowboys have met with the virtual meeting with Zoom uh, with Jalen Hurts, the uh, Oklahoma quarterback. Um, Got Dak Prescott of court. Um, I know that the Raiders Coach Steelers, among other teams, that have been linked to him, so we'll see how that plays out. There's a lot of talk over the weekend that the Giants, at the number four overall pick, and we've seen them maybe make a little bit of surprise moves in the past, that Tristan Wirfs might be in play for that fourth pick. Again, keeping people guessing is makes some sense. Now, Worfs is more sound, solid, less holes in his game, um, more steady than the Mekhi Becton. Becton with more upside. Certainly, there is um, a defensive player that can be an impact guy. <clears throat> it's pretty clear, obviously, with their quarterback, it looks like they're leaning towards on offensive line side. So we'll uh, obviously keep you up to date on that. I want to talk a little bit about some guys that I think are really intriguing uh, in this year's draft. One of them, Xavier McKinney of Alabama, is I think the next in line of – long line of really good Alabama defensive backs. He's started on special teams. Um, He's probably a shade below Minka Fitzpatrick coming out but he's used the same way played in the box and slot and deep half deep middle um quick downhill be very aggressive tough physical can cover a slot can cover man to man he can cover in zone with equal effectiveness um uh, you know he's he's just got a nose for the football he's not super athletic doesn't run all that well he's i think um He's got a little limitations in deep coverage. I do think he can be a single high. but I think he's better as a split safety. He's fluid. He can um but he's not a guy that's gonna be as quick in reverse as he is um coming forward. Different type of guy. I think his instincts are pretty good. He reminds me a little bit of Marcus Way Marcus May of the Jets although May was a little bit more advanced coming out of Florida. Corner that's interesting, speaking of Florida, C.J. Henderson is a very underrated player that I think is going to be a lot of fun to see develop. Four-star recruit coming out, long levered, highly athletic cover corner. Got the ideal height, length, quickness, agility, acceleration, really good in press and man coverage experience playing um both sides nickel even sliding back to safety on occasion um, he's best and locked up in one on one coverage really like his feet good knee bend can gain depth in this back pedal um, really good balance acceleration um, you know he's he's not a great tackler uh he'll tend to drift a little bit uh he doesn't play the ball as well as he needs to and been able to finish. Um, You know, but he's a really good player. I mean, he's a lot like Joe Hayden of the Steelers um, when Joe came out of Florida. And uh, I think he's going to have a really good career at the next level. So I think he's kind of in that second wave. In fact, if you're looking at the best corners in this draft outside of Akuda, Henderson's probably the second corner off the board. Staying in the SEC, uh, talk a little bit about DeAndre Swift. You know, he's stuck behind Nick Chubb and Sonny Michel in his first year at Georgia. Still made an impact early. Um, averaged 7.6 yards per carry on 81 rushes. Took over as the primary back the past two years. Um, prototypical build, low center of gravity. um Good bulk in his legs, can run with power, break tackles, moves very well for his size. Light feet, very fluid, acceleration to pull away, can beat defenders with speed, agility, or power in the open field. Um, he's got the dead leg juke that can get you running sideways, good contact balance. Um, runs with energy, but I like his vision, instincts, feel for creases, hitting them quickly, experienced as a receiver, adequate as a blocker. Um you know, his speed is good, not great. His power and athleticism are good, not great. Just good at everything. Um he's battled a few nagging injuries. He's reliable as a receiver. He's wasn't used that way. Ball securities can be an issue at times. Um you know, he's got a little bit of a tiki barber in him. Um, can shake off contact, prefers to run to daylight, but can break through arm tackles. Um, you know, good player. You know, really good player, good all-around back. Um, someone that I think you need to look at and say, this is a guy that can be our feature guy. I tell you who he reminds me a little bit of um, – with certainly a little bit more productivity coming out, and much more is expected of him coming out um, than Pierre Thomas came when he came out of Illinois. But looks the same, so I think a combination of Tiki and a little bit of a Pierre Thomas in him is kind of uh, where I uh, where I see him. I, I I see him as the first running back off the board, uh, and I think is a good feature back that's good have good all-around skills. And then I want to talk a little bit about the linebacker out of Oklahoma, Kenneth Murray, who's really an intriguing player. Three-year starter, uh, very productive player throughout his career at Oklahoma. Um, Prototypical mode for a backer, size, length, speed, burst, pops out on tape, especially blitzing or closing in pursuit. He arrives at the ball carrier violently and good tackle radius, long arms, good tools to be a weapon in coverage, enough speed, fluidity, length, range, quickness, contract tight ends and running backs, and man can move downhill well versus the run, Uh, willing physical tackler. Um, Bit raw instincts are a little inconsistent, Uh, a little hesitant to pull the trigger at times. Uh, despite willingness in the run game, he, he's just not overly enthused about coming down in the run. He can be a little bit quicker shedding blocks. I think he's got a lot to learn in coverage. He rarely played man to man. His man to man, his uh, awareness in zones pretty average. Can be fooled a little bit. It's a little bit of a Deron Lee type of player. Uh, that's kind of who he reminds me of a little bit. Uh, won't run as fast as Lee did, but more sturdily built, brings that same type of promising skill that Lee had coming out of Ohio State. Um, used to wonder a little bit about the instincts. Linebacker, to me, instincts are um, are such an important factor. And, you know, I think that that's where I have a little bit of concern on him as to whether he might be an ideal fit. Still like him, it's just how much do you like him. Um, I think that's – that's the real key is how good can he be? How effective will he be? Can he be a Stephon Anthony type of guy, a Michael Kendricks type of guy? Um, you know, a um, Deron Lee type of guy. I think he can maybe potentially be a tad better, but I wonder about his natural instincts. That's ultimately going to determine how high you go with him as a player. <clears throat> well, as we continue our look at each division and team by team, let's take a look at the n f c north as we've gone through the a f c east the n f c east we've gone through the a f c north uh let's get to the n f c north with chicago bears um disappointing slide from the division champions to eight and eight for the bears um matt nagy was coach of the year in 2018 and next year his firing offense quarter to mark Halford and offensive line coach harry highstead and you know after regressing left the bears struggling to run our pass injuries contributed greatly to the bears downfall particularly on the tight end where trey burton hasn't been healthy since before the 18 playoff defensive injuries were even more devastating uh, Akeem Hicks more, missed more than half the season with a dislocated elbow, and Dander Trevathan went out with the same injury. Inside backer Roquan Smith sat four games with a torn pec. Offensive line was unable to clear the way for running back David Montgomery, and quarterback Mitchell Trubisky declined uh, only, increased the pressure on that Bears defense. Trubisky made the largest leap. In passer rating of any quarterback in 2018, and then in 19 struggled with his reading of defenses, failing to throw downfield with any degree of accuracy. Um, obviously, they brought in Nick Foles. Um, Bill Lazor's coming in to replace Mark Helfrich. Um, <clears throat> signed Eddie Jackson to a four-year deal. Kyle Long is gone. Uh, Taylor Gabriel was released, as was Prince of Makamura. They signed Demetrius Harris, the tight end. Uh, Resigned signed uh, Devontae Bond and uh, Danny Trevathan, as I mentioned. Not sure I'm buying the Jimmy Graham signing. Robert Quinn was paid a lot of money. Released Leonard Floyd. Did they upgrade there? Can Nick Vole's challenge or beat out, perhaps, Mitchell Trubisky? Um, Signing, re-signing Patrick Scales, uh, long snapper, Certainly uh, understandable. Artie Burns and Dion Bush were signed and re-signed, respectively. Bolkevius Mingo was signed to a one-year deal. Um, re-signed Brian Urban to a one-year deal. Jermaine Effetti to a one-year deal. So kind of where are they? What are their needs? I mean, there's, there's, you know, uh, I think a need at, uh, still at corner. I still think a need at edge rusher, a young one, uh, inside backer. Um. Offensive guard, offensive tackle, I think are all needs for them. Um, you know, I just i don't believe in – Adam Shaheen is, is not the answer, and certainly Jimmy Graham's not the answer. So whether they go there or not, they need one. They need a power blocker at right guard, no question about it. They've got to improve that area. If you look at last year's draft, David Montgomery – Drew a heavy workload, but wasn't overly efficient. 3.7 yards per carry, seven total touchdowns. Riley Ridley, the Georgia receiver, was a healthy scratch for much of the season. His role grew late into the season. He caught six passes. Duke Shelley, the corner from Kansas State, played in eight snaps on defense, 53 on special teams. Kareth White was the running back of Florida Atlanta, made the initial roster, waived in in September, joined the practice squad, signed by the Steelers in November. And then um, Stefan Denmark, cornerback from Vo- uh, Valdalsa State, didn't make the roster. So, absent a first rounder due to the Khalil Mack trade, it's a small class that made little impact. Uh, and Mack had a quiet season by his standards. If you look at Ryan Pace's track record, uh, he had some mammoth busts, but there's some late round fines. Kevin White bombed, and. Um, you know, in 15, he landed Eddie Goldman and Adrian Amos, who the Bears couldn't afford to keep. Jordan Howard and Nick Kawakoski were for late-round picks. Uh, steady started um, Leonard Floyd, Cody Whitehair, Eddie Jackson, Terry Cullen were terrific finds in round four. Belonged Nichols, brought value from five. Um, so, look, I mean, they've had, again, some good picks, but a lot of early bust Pivotal year, no question about it. A lot of pressure there. We'll kind of see how this plays out. The quarterback situation is really important, but certainly the secondary, certainly the play up front in the offensive line going to certainly have a lot to do with where the Bears end up uh, this year. I think certainly if you look at them, uh, a Caleb Onchason or Travon Diggs, a Kenneth Murray would certainly fit some needs for them um, in the draft. We'll kind of see how that uh, that plays out. In Detroit, kind of what's taking place there. They fired Paul Pasqualoni, hired uh, Corey uh, Uniden as defensive coordinator, Um, released Snacks Harrison, uh, re-signed Damon Amendola, Danny Amendola, released Rick Wagner, um, paid a lot of money uh, to Vietia, who's I'm not quite sure that he's worth that. Signed Nick Williams to 2 year to Devon Connard was released. Signed Chase Daniel. Not sure about that as well. Um, acquired Deron Harmon for the Patriots and stayed for a late-round pick. Signed Desmond Trufant. Um, signed Danny Shelton. Um, they traded Darius Slay. Acquired the 85th in the 166th pick in this draft. Um probably gonna take Jeff Okuda with their first pick to replace Slay, but we'll see. Sign J Ron a one year, two million dollar contract. Resign Miles Killebrew. Um resign Ode Abushi and Jeremy Davis at guard and receiver respectively. Um sign uh, Geronimo Allison. Um kind of what are their needs at this point. Still looking at defensive end, Trey Flowers was a nice addition, but Still need some help there, need some edge rush ability, need some help at linebacker, and definitely need help at corner. You know, the first year for Matt Patricia was a rough start, 6-10. and 10. At three, twelve and one in his follow-up campaign, it was almost the end. You can't go back like that and expect to survive another year, yet – they really don't need to be making change after change after change. The lack of abilities would kill the Lions. So um, the problem was not offense, where quarterback Matthew Stafford did a really good job with Darrell Bellville, some of his best numbers through half a season. When he went down in midseason with a back injury, the team was three, four, and one. It was over. Stafford lost his final start, but without him, the line lost um another eight to close the season. The defensive coordinator supposedly was going to have a defensive line that was stout. It was a problem. Um Pasqualone was was let like, go, oh, hired uh, Corey um Uniden to replace him. We'll see. Um we'll see exactly what they're going to try to do on defense. But they've got they've got some work to do on that side of the ball. If you look at their draft Last year, uh, T.J. Hawkinson, huge debut debut before cooling off, solid blocker, consistent receiver before the concussion problems. Jelani Tehawaii, the linebacker from Hawaii, had a role throughout the season, started sporadically. Uh, very versatile player. Will Harris, the safety from Boston College, became a starter after Quadre Diggs was, uh, was traded, but had his struggles. Snaps dropped in the latter part of the Final weeks of the season, Austin Bryant, the defensive end from Clemson. After the ACL, he battered some uh, some upper body and hip injuries. Um, still got some ability, I think. Amani Okwari, the corner from Penn State, um, had 215 snaps this past year and some secondary work at corner for him. Travis Fulgham of Old Dominion waved in September. So it was a tough uh, Isaac Nod of Georgia, didn't make the roster. So most of the class during playing time, but few showed major promise. Hawkinson, a few could develop. Uh, in the five year stretch, um, they haven't found many stars over the last five years. It's been solid. They've got Kenny Galladay, the third rounder, in 17. Quadre Diggs was shipped to Seattle. Taylor Decker and Aishon Robinson have plateaued um uh, Gerard davis frank Ragnall um you know it just hasn't been as consistent um as they need to They hasn't been as good on defense as they need to so we'll see how this plays out for them going forward um into this draft need to hit on defense need to get some impact players in the secondary and up front. They need a healthy year for Matthew Stafford. There is no question about that. <clears throat> On to the Green Bay Packers. Uh, what do they do this uh, offseason? And uh, what was uh, an interesting um, offseason to this point? Devon Hulse announces his retirement, resigned Mason Crosby, released Jimmy Graham, signed Rick Wagner from um, the Lions, signed Christian Kertsch to a two year deal, resigned Alan Lazard. Resign Jake Kumarow, who they like. Resign Tyler Lancaster. Uh, resign uh, Mercedes Lewis and Will Redmond, the tight end and safety. Resign Tyler Irvin. And uh, sign Devin Funches, who's a little bit of a make or miss there. Um, Packers definitely need to find a receiver to replace Devontae Adams, to complement Devontae Adams. I don't think Funches is it. Um, they need help, but, you know, they think they've got their tackle now in Rick Wagner. I, I still think that's a concern at this point. I think inside backer is an issue. I think a guard at some point, defensive end, corner, um, I think they feel like they're good at tight end, but the right one would be with something I think they need to look at, um. that's kind of how I see their needs going in. Um, after winning a combined 13 games in 17 and 18, it was a 13-3 and three season. Very good. The offense under floor wasn't much better than it was in the last year under Mike McCarthy. But Aaron Rodgers at times looked like a 36-year-old quarterback that was regressing. At times he looked like a quarterback with only one receiver on the roster and – And uh, it was an inconsistent passing game. Running back Aaron Jones had a blockbuster season with 19 touchdowns. Jones thrived in part because of Lafleur's dedication to the running game because he stayed healthy. After only playing 24 games his first two seasons, the offensive line started the final 14 games together, which helped. The defense under Mike Patton swung into gear late in the season, finished ninth in points allowed. And so um, the additions of... The Darius Smith and Preston Smith, along with Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage, paid huge dividends. So certainly got to continue to improve upon the pass rush, add an inside backer, definitely add a playmaker at receiver, and a young offensive lineman would be pivotal. Rashawn Gary, he's been a disappointment. Uh, Raw athlete, played like it. Um, needs a lot of awareness and technique improvements. Been real disappointment. Darnell Savage, day one starter, flash with instincts, playmaking ability. Needs to improve as a tackler. Eldon Jenkins rota- rotated in at left guard in week two, then took the job for good. Became a steady contributor. Jay Sternberger, I think, spent. Uh, he's got a chance to be a really good player. Spent the first half of the. Season on IR with an ankle, but he worked into the rotation. I think his best football is ahead of him. Um, Look, I mean, Savage and Jenkins look like long-term starters. And what I like about Jenkins is an interior guy, and if they can get a young tackle, it would help. And I think Sternberger can take over for Jimmy Graham. The question for this past draft is whether Rashawn Gary can develop. Um. They've been they've struggled in the past five years with defensive backs: uh, Demarius Randall, Quentin Rollins, Josh Jones, Josh Jackson. None of the guys panned out. The 15 class is well gone uh, by now, but you know Aaron Jones is certainly good. They're not far off, and obviously with Aaron Rodgers, they still got a chance. It still gives them a chance to stay in the mix, and I think they will be again this year. The Minnesota Vikings, As we wrap up the NFC North. Kevin Stefanski has been replaced, obviously, as offensive coordinator. He's now the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. They um, promoted Garrett Kubiak to offensive coordinator. And Andre Patterson, um, uh, and uh, linebacker coach Adam Zimmer to co-defensive coordinators. And uh, they let go George Edwards. So got two new coordinators, released Xavier Rhodes and Linville Joseph and David Morgan. They signed Kirk Cousins, signed Anthony Harris, traded um, uh, Stephon Diggs, um, signed Tide Sharp, Signed uh, re-signed Brent Jones, and re Amir Abdullah. Uh, need a corner, need a, need a receiver in my mind. Certainly need help on the offensive line. A guard and a tackle on the defensive end. At some point a strong safety. Um, got quite a few needs. But I do think that the receiver need is huge. Corner need is huge. Defensive tackle need is huge. I think another um, – We'll see if Bradbury, Bradbury can develop at center, but I still think they need another guard. Quite a few um, spots that they need. Obviously, a team that's good needs to be really good <clears throat> to play around the quarterback to have a chance. Um, they've had some movements in the off season. You know, this last year, early division losses, Green Bay and Chicago put the team behind the eight ball. <clears throat> when they were good last year and they had a span of six win in seven games after the slow start, they were exceptional. But it's just, it's not a real consistent team. I thought Kirk Cousins had an excellent season. Dalvin Cook had a breakout season. When he's healthy, he's really good. Adam Thielen was really good, and I thought Diggs was outstanding. He wasn't really happy with Cousins, so they moved him, traded him. Now they got to get, I think, at least one, if not two receivers in this draft. Um, the defense has a chance to be good again, but I still think they need uh, a couple of pieces up front, and I think they need help at corner. Um, you know, after going to New Orleans and springing the ups and over the Saints, uh, they were pushed around by the Niners in <clears throat> the divisional round. Garrett Brad, uh, Bradbury last year, the key piece in a much-improved run game, but got some problems in pass protection. Irv Smith, Jr. is going to be used more in this offense. So that's one of the potential weapons in the passing game. So you need to count him in the receiving game. Um, He's flashy as a receiver, not real good as a blocker. Alexander Madison can can be an effective bruiser to go along with Dalvin Cook. Drew Samaya. It's a healthy scratch that maybe can be an answer at guard. We'll see. Cameron Smith waved at the final cuts. Look, The top three picks with Bradbury, Smith, and Madison contributed as expected. And Johnson, meaning uh Elizabeth Johnson, was a pleasant surprise, won the number three job at receiver and started with Adam Thielen was hurt. I still think you need a little bit more insurance there, but he did a really nice job. If you look at the – the 15 draft was about as good as you can get. Eric Kendricks, Daniil Hunter, and Stephon Diggs. Uh, The first two rounds, they've been pretty sharp. But then, except for 2016, Laquan Treadwell, Mackenzie Alexander. The middle rounds hasn't been fruitful since 15. But they've shown some ability to find some late-round guys. Weatherby and um, Ifani O'Geneo and Daniil Hunter certainly was good. So they got look, they've got a chance. It's just it's they've got to get I think add another weapon at receiver. Irv Smith and the Johnson kid has to continue to develop. But I think they need another one. I think they certainly need a corner. Um with Xavier Rhodes gone, playoffs at Trey Wayne's. And obviously they've got maybe as good a safety group, but having some young weapons there. I think, are all pivotal for the Vikings. So that's a look at the NFC North. We'll get into the South. We'll go AFC South uh, tomorrow and uh, and uh, take a look around at that division. Hey, a reminder again, if you are not checking out our college podcast, you need to be doing so. We've got a lot of draft information there. So make sure you take advantage of that and listen to it today. Uh, so flip on over for that. And uh, reminder that at LandryFootball.com we've got all the latest uh, NFL information for you, detailed draft boards, you name it, um, scouting reports. We got it for you. And if you got a question like Jacob has here, and uh, you just go ahead and send me a question at uh, contact Chris on LandryFootball.com, and I will address it. Jacob asks, how do you account for players who aren't good fits for the team they're with uh, or that you think are being improperly used when assigning grades? Uh, well, you'll count a lot for it. it. It comes into your scouting report on a player. So if a guy has been a very productive player, say, for the past couple of years, and you in your grade, he may not have a good grade this current year. He may not reflect well, uh, and there could be a number of reasons for that. Um, and let's just assuming that he's healthy for this conversation, if he doesn't play well, that is denoted in that, you know what, not utilized the same way. And the things that he was asked to do in the previous scheme is not asked to do as well in this scheme. That is all part of knowing why a guy might be able to be successful even though he didn't grade as well at another place, why he might be better for us. It also is reflective of who you're playing with. If you're a linebacker, you're going to be affected how your defensive line plays, and vice versa. Your secondary is going to be affected how your defensive line plays, and so on and so forth. How productive you are as a receiver is going to be affected by how your quarterback plays, and how your offensive line protects, and and, and vice versa. You know, so it all of that's factored in. So you account for it with your film grade, with what their how he's being used, and how he's playing, and how he's adjusting to it, and if he's not as effective, why is that? Uh, and is the scheme hurting him or not? That's a big part of it. And that's one of the reasons why guys go on and have success someplace when maybe the previous spot he wasn't as good or vice versa. So that's a good question, and it's a good point. But it's factored in, the, the answer on film grade. Now, does do you just say, oh, well, he played poorly, he wasn't used well, I'm just going to give him a good grade for the hell of it. No, you give him the grade that he earns. But you understand that this is what the grade means, and you look at the report of, well, this is what led to it. Therefore, let's study it and break it down a little bit as to why. And that's the why's are a big reason why, or a big answer to whether a player will move on and – have an issue with maybe playing as well at the next stop or maybe even better because he wasn't utilized the same. So all those things are definitely factored in when breaking down film. Hey, appreciate you joining us. Again, check out our great folks at 401k Generation for all your financial planning and investments needs there. Licensed in all 50 states. You can reach them at one 866 Nine nine eight five eight seven nine, and if we can help you promote your business, uh, send us a message over at contactchris@landryfootball.com, and we can certainly help you do that. And sign up for this podcast as well as the college podcast each and every day by going to Landry Football Conference Call, uh, Landry Football's Conference Call. Uh, sign up for it there. Hey, we appreciate you joining us. Flip on over to the College Show, SEC Football and Beyond today. And uh, find out the latest. Got a lot of draft information over there. Number of prospects in the conference and how things are shaping up there, along with some college news and notes on recruiting and what have you. And be sure to join us tomorrow as we'll go into AFC, what did I say? AFC South, and certainly all the latest free agency, draft preparation. We got it all for you, but check it out on LandryFootball.com where we've got the most detailed information, the most updated information, uh, things that uh, we are not able to get to right here. But you can get to on LandryFootball.com and take advantage of the scouting season offer. It's the best deal that we've had. Appreciate you joining us. Talk to you again tomorrow and talk to you over on the college show.